I've been up half the night Wondering how to make it right I thought that we could keep it going It's hard to believe She said I didn't try I really don't need a guy Calling me at three Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really means to live life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm actually really, really happy to be back on the podcast this week. I feel a little bit disconnected from you guys. I've gotten so many amazing questions and emails and I'm delighted at the subjects that you guys are asking me to go into and I feel a little spread thin uh, because I'm working on book deadlines and it's summertime and blah blah you know everything that goes on in our lives so anyway I was really looking forward to having some time with you guys today to answer some questions and really sort of connect so I really don't have an agenda Um, I have a few um, questions that I want to read and answer, and we'll just see where we go together. Um, Before I begin, I want to take a minute and just uh, thank you guys for your donations. I'd love to give a shout out to everyone who supported the podcast in the last couple weeks. Um, I want to say thank you to Maria, to Jethro, thank you so much. Um, Also to Holly with an E at the end, Um, thank you, I appreciate you a lot. Um, Carrie, Sherry, Rachel, uh, Mali, Mikada, no, Makeda, sorry, Makeda, um, and Jennifer. And uh, anyway, I hope I didn't miss anyone. I so appreciate your donations. Um, they really, really help us to continue providing content, and it means a lot to me. So thanks so much, you guys, for being a part of my community and our community. Um, Also, I had somebody email in, um, and they have asked um, me to start a Facebook page that is called Divine Throughline. It was kind of exciting because many, many years ago, before I launched Divine Throughline, as is usual, usually the case in my life, I knew that it was coming, but I was a couple years early to the time that I actually got to begin it. So on the advice of Charlotte Benson, my Vedic astrologer, uh, I went ahead and created a page, but I've never shared it or used it because I just use my Srimati music page and that's what I want to develop for my brand. However, this person emailed in and she's excited to connect with some of you guys and to start forming your own community where you guys can have a safe space where you can share things. Um, So it will be a closed group. It's called Divine Throughline and I'm going to get with her and um, set her up as an admin and kind of, you know, get it in motion and then in effect the page will really uh, be the you know, belong to the group. Um, So it's not something that I'm going to be curating a lot. Of course, I'm going to be supporting it. But um, if anybody else wants to um, volunteer to also be an admin, um, you know, email me and let me know and uh, and I'll hook you guys up. So anyway, I'm super excited about that. and I also need to make uh, an announcement about last week's podcast. Uh, 
We had a technical difficulty, um, and somehow when we bounced the episode, uh, my end ad did not go in the beginning. So like the first 1,500 downloads, there was no ad for Wuda and Global Tea Hut. Uh, nor were there, was there a credit for Brandon's song. Uh, Brandon from Incubus gave me the permission to use that amazing song last week, Aqueous Transmission. So I just want to take a quick moment and remind you guys, if you want to be part of the global tea community and drink tea with us and join with us in connecting with the planet and with the sacred way of tea, you can go to globalteahut.org. That's globalteahut.org. And um, if you subscribe, um, you'll see a little button on the homepage and you can subscribe and then it'll take you through the options. So it's all donation based. The minimum do donation is 20 bucks um, and you can go through um, and kind of decide how you want to be involved. But basically how it works is they send you organic, beautiful, sustainable tea along with a gift, along with their magazine on a monthly basis and because we're all drinking the same tea it's as if we're connecting around this sacred elixir so I hope you'll consider joining uh, thousands of people um, drinking tea all over the world the other thing I did want to mention as well is uh, Wuda has an ashram in Taiwan and while I think it's been uh, getting kind of busy um, there are opportunities for people to go and stay there for free, free of charge, and be part of this community and learn about the way of tea. So if you're interested, you can email them on their website. Um, and also, if you don't have uh, Incubus uh, Aqueous Transmission, I recommend you download it. It's an amazing song. It's a perfect song to have on any spiritual playlist uh, in yoga or drinking tea and um, I really really appreciate and I think we all were blessed that Brandon uh, gave us permission you can also follow Brandon Boyd on Instagram he's at Brandon Boyd an incredible individual an amazing artist a beautiful soul and uh he grew up in our neighborhood so um anyway check him out for sure so anyway hey bradley hi <laughs> so we're here we're with brad um in brad's studio um i took hey. time out from uh shooting my cheese book i'm doing a plant-based uh vegan cheese book uh with avery a same publisher as the plant power way and i have to turn that in in about four weeks so let me just tell you there's a lot of cheese happening in my kitchen right now. I don't believe it. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. So Brad, how are you? I'm well. I'm yeah. doing well. Thank you. What's new with you? Life. Just life. good life stuff. Lots I think, of. I think someone moved in with you recently. I'm a, yes. You're co true. cohabitating. I'm cohabitating with your soulmate. I am. She's a beautiful girl. She is. So indeed. happy for you. Oh, thank you. I'm very happy too. That's really amazing. So um, we'll see where this goes, Bradley. You and sure. I always have a fun time with it. But I, I wanted to start off actually with, um, I'm kind of going to um, dive into a parenting subject. Mm -hmm. um, when we did the con conscious parenting episode a few weeks back, it was so well received and I got so many emails and, and comments on Instagram. And I think as parents, like we're really looking for support and new ways of looking at uh, you know how to parent our children, and I say that with a little smile on my face because I think the the new vibrations of the children coming in are just basically 
you know, some of them are just kicking our asses, really, quite frankly. Absolutely. <laughs> so I don't know how we, you know, how we're parenting in any kind of old way, but um, it's certainly an opportunity for a new ride and to be open to new kinds of life forms and understand that, you know, your, ch your child does not have to fit into any box that anyone created or that anyone decided was how kids are. Um, so I always... Um, encourage freedom and openness and um, kind of a disconnecting from the need for any standardized level of anything. Um, I think that those standard those standardizations actually dumb them down. They make us less than who we are because we uh, we squelch any possibility for surprises or miracles or, you know, just quantum things that blow the whole model up, you know. So, so I'm going to take this question from Robin. Robin, you sent me this quite a long time ago, and I'm sorry that um, it's been weeks since I've gotten back to you. But um, thank you for your sweet support. Um, she's saying that... Um, uh, she's just thanking me for the work that we're doing on behalf of uh, the human race and this beautiful green planet on which we get to live. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much. Um, she's the mother of five-year-old twins. Um, okay, I'm bowing to you already. I'm prostrating right now. <laughs> uh, being the mother of twins is quite, quite something, and uh, you must be an amazing individual to have been able to hold that and be able to you know, bring that in. So um, I just want to say that first. And you're sharing some some experience that you have. You're saying that um, you want to know uh, if I have any techniques for uh, clearing anxiety and anger um, so that you don't project this onto your children. And you very courageously admit that uh, that sometimes you lose it with your kids. Yeah, welcome to the parent club. Uh, I think there's, you know, as parents, there's there's no way that that any of us are completely um, uh, losing it free, right, Brad? Absolutely. You're you're a dad, right? Yes. So yeah, that that can happen, and that's kind of an interesting experience. Um, but you know, you're wanting to change it. You're wanting to be more in balance. Of course, we all do. We all want to be more in balance. So that's really great. So. Mm -hmm. I'm going to share a little bit about my experience with my kids and, um, you know, hopefully some kernel in there will be supportive to you and to anybody else listening. And, you know, I think that this idea, um, you know, the parent, when you think of the parent and like how the parent is, is shown to the child or really is, you know, is for the child for many, many years, the, the parent is almost like a god. You know, like I know, especially me, you know, you could kind of interchange mom or God. It's kind of the same, it's the same word uh, to the point where my kids would, you know, ask my husband if he had permission from me to do the things that he was doing, you know, so that was kind of a funny thing. But, um, but I think this idea of that the parent is perfect is a very detrimental um, model and actually lie to uh, present to your to your family, um, I think it's the the ability to be a human being, the ability to make a mistake and admit and say, you know, I lost my shit and I was out of control, and that that's on me. And you know, you may have you know spewed ketchup on the wall, and you know, like I'd prefer you didn't do that, but the fact that I lost it at the level that I did, it's completely my thing, you know, and. Taking that responsibility in my own life with my kids, I think, is what forged a very real relationship with us where, 
Um, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. It's not just like I lay down the law and then you have to do what I say. You know, it's like it's like I'll, I'll give the guidance or perspective and then sometimes there's a couple back and forth and I have to, you know, present my my perspective and, and, and sometimes stand my ground. But I think my kids always um, appreciated that with me, that it wasn't just like a like a prison where they couldn't raise the issue with me again or they didn't have any say in in the exchange. So I think as a first point, um, you know, that that's a stance that I take. And I think it's informed by me understanding that we've all lived thousands of lifetimes. And just because your child has come in as your child in this life doesn't mean they're just a, you know, they're just a dumb kid who's three who doesn't know anything. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of three-year-olds are extremely, you know, wise, you know, and it, it, it's, it, I think it's a, it's an enlightening and an expansive practice to come to parenting with that awareness. And already it sort of opens the whole field for a lot more compassion, a lot more understanding, and a lot more real exchange between the parent and child. What do you think of that, Brad? Yes. Well, once again, I'm, I'm somewhat astonished by the timing of this because <laughs> um, I was faced with a challenge today in that I noticed that, you know, my, my partner's son, beautiful seven-year-old, wonderful, intelligent, you know, came into this world fully orbed. It's just incredible. And um, he gets excited and he'll, he'll run out of his room real fast. And I've, my home has been a bit of a sanctuary Right. You know, it's like a, the place where I would go and there'd be quiet and calm. And I noticed that it kind of jarred me. And I, and I was trying to get in touch with what is the feeling? I, I, is this a control issue for me? Is this a... I should be really facing the mic. Yeah. Is it a... Yeah. Is it a control issue? Like I want to identify whether there is something that I can create, you know, a win-win scenario with, or am I just feeling this impulse to like control a child, just bringing consciousness and awareness to what's happening in my, in my body. And I was in the shower and I thought, well, I'll just bring it up to her. Like, what do you think about this? And it is an opportunity. It was a, a wonderful opportunity to look at, you know, when a child is skipping and excited, there's, there's joy. Sure. And I don't want to, I don't want to put a dampener on that joy. Right. And yet I also want to meet my needs too of like being able to sit in my sanctuary and so it's a I'm looking for, for the balance. I'm looking for the harmony in that. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um so so yeah. So what I would say is again, like children, um, they give us the opportunity to reframe our experience mm -hmm. and it's all perspective. So I think that um you know, I always, um, the child, the child's na natural nature is first for me. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just how I am. Mm -hmm. So it's like, because the child is at the developmental stage where they are at, um, uh, and they need to be nurtured in that expression. So if it's a joyous, you know, if they run everywhere because they're excited or they're happy, mm -hmm. I know that, th you know, that's not something that you would want to try to squash or make smaller or mm -hmm. like that kind of thing. So I think, again, it comes back to um, how are you identifying your sanctuary and is there a way that you can redefine 
your sanctuary to include an, a bouncing, buoyant, orb, orb-encompassed orb child mm-hmm. who's very advanced. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like you just have to switch your definition of what that is. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, does he live with you full-time now? Is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. so every day? So it's... Oh, he's... he's He's with his pops. So he goes goes back and forth. It's 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 not consistent. So, but so you'll have moments, or maybe Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe you could say, um, you know, you could establish a time like between these hours, or you know, maybe after he goes to school, Mm -hmm. like you, you know, you'll have to redefine your sanctuary to include this vibrant, bouncing child Mm -hmm. and the sanctuary of Bradley being on his own for so many years. Exactly is now shifted yes, because you are embracing this new level and this new relationship, which he is an integral part of. Um, he is part of the beauty of the entire thing. And what an immense, what an immense opportunity and joy and privilege to be able to be around a child of that age. It, you know, it's precious. Indeed it is. And I know you know that. It is. Indeed yeah, it totally is. get that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I would say. I mean, because you're not going to, like, let's just, let's exam- let's go down this rabbit hole a little bit and let's look at maybe sure. some old paradigm ways of, mm-hmm. um, so if you, you know, you sit them down and you're like, you know, you're like, okay, um, you're, you run to, you cannot run that fast in the house. Mm-hmm. Like you have to slow yourself down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, how does that feel to you? Well, I, I, I hear both both sides. I hear how, like, well, this was my idea, and I was just, I, I wanted to get, like, inspiration. I didn't mm-hmm. want to just come at, well, I'm, you know, I need it to be that you don't run. Uh, I, I thought, well, what if I were to say, hey, if you want to um, express like that, which I think is great, I'll set up time with you outside where we, where we play together, because we like to play together. He mm-hmm. comes up with these, he's... A, a game master. He comes up with these wonderful games. And so I was thinking, is there another way to, instead of tell him he's doing something wrong, because he's not, he's not doing anything wrong. He's really not. Right. He's not a, he's not, a, he's a very well-behaved kid. He's a really sweet, sweet kid. And I thought, well, is there a way we can both get our, get our needs met? And, 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 and see, I don't know yet. I was just bringing that out to right. say, where's the balance and, and, mm-hmm. and harmony? And yeah. so, but what you said about redefining that—that—that's a little—that's—that's that's a, a a beam of light that mm-hmm. that that gives me a starting point. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and again, I mean, well, it takes us in perspective. Again, it's like our whole life is on is 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 our perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so you have the power to redefine what does sanctuary mean to you, right? You know, and it's like I know that you've been longing for this soulmate for many many years, yeah. and this is an amazing match. And you're a natural uh, mentor, father, you know, you, you love children and mm-hmm. you see children and, you know, so yeah, I think it's maybe, you know, just redefining what that is. And then, yeah, I love the fact that you play with him and that you're creating games with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, or he's creating games and you are having that time together. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah. So maybe when you, you, when you have all that in place, you know, then maybe it's like, hey, you know, dude, like could you know i'm just i'm an old man and like when you run out of the thing like it shakes me like this or, <laughs> it yeah like can you can you <clears throat> dial it back a little but you know he'll probably say yeah and then he'll probably never do it because it's just his natural it's his natural yeah, speed. he's not he's not yeah no. he's not trying to he's just oh hey check this out run 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 you know and he's he's just being 
very spontaneous, right. and, and and it's definitely it's a it's a very positive, joyful energy. And how to, you know, again, I was just thinking, is there a way to keep the sanctuary and that? And I think I feel the answer is in in, in what you said. Yeah, it's time redefining, to re- redefining, redefine the sanctuary. <laughs> That's right, and draw him in it. And right. then, you know, and then kind of work out like it's, it's also good for kids to understand that, you know, commu- there's a community and then, you know, there are other people that you live with. So, you know, you have to make some concessions for yeah. the community. So I think that yes. that's a positive way to do it. But it has to be, again, the, it's the approach, the way that it's done, because if it's done in any way to squelch him or, you know, or extinguish any, any of what his light is, mm-hmm. I think you're going to miss uh, some beauty that's, you know, that could be the biggest miracle of your life. Yeah, you don't want to shut that, no, shut that, you that, just that don't. joy dial. You don't turn the joy dial no, down. you don't, you don't. <clears throat> so that's cool, but that's so funny. It's so hilarious because right. we never, we never talk before this, we come this in. This happened this, this morning. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I just don't know. Just meditating in the garden this morning. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, so I want to continue with Robin's question because mm-hmm. um, she gets down to uh, part of her sharing where she's she's explaining that uh, she thinks that her anger is evolved. And she's like, if that makes any sense. And I'm going to say, yeah, Robin, it makes a lot of sense. And so I'm going to talk about something right now that could be controversial, and it also could be taken from somebody and twisted into a a negative way. Um, But I really think that it's important, especially with a lot of the starseed kids or the more advanced energetics, that they're born leaders and they're, you know, like I say, my, my daughter was born an adolescent. And, you know, good luck trying to shift her idea of what she wants to do. It was like... You know, I I call her like she's a uh, like set a set of waves that just keeps coming, and I surf her. I have to see what wave she is in this moment, and then surf that way wave in a unique way. I'm gonna surf the wave in a unique way, and you, you know some of it I've never seen before. So. I had to throw out all of my preconditioning of what parenting meant or what children meant because she just showed up in such a unique way that, you know, I I was toast. If I didn't adapt to her, you know, I wasn't going to make it through this parenting contract and this relationship that we had together. And part of what was a part of that, and it's funny because my kids reminded me of it recently, is she would have periods where... Um, she was spinning hysterically out of control. I mean, literally like, you know, some kind of emotional episode that um, is would not be kind of normal on a normal scale, I guess. And I developed this ability, um, I, I would call it a reset. And sometimes I would, you know, either emote like a noise, like yell, or I might tap her on the leg, but in a very intense way. And um, it, it kind of harkened back to, you know, you hear the story of the Zen master who's, you know, sitting there and then, you know, he smacks his disciple with a stick um, or also in, you know, different yogi tales and, and practices. And what I found is that the key to this kind of correction and the reason that I called it a reset and the reason that I felt um, it was an evolved way for me to reset her and guide her is because when I did it, I was free of emotional residue. So what I mean to say is if you are angry or hurt 
or sad or out of control emotionally, you cannot engage in this or it's violence. But if you are in um, compassion and neutrality and an observational state, you can make these corrections in a very um, clean way. And what they do is they reset the behavior or they provide a kind of shift of perspective for her, for my child, who was, you know, spinning into oblivion, into, you know, some hysteria. And it doesn't cause the fallout, though, because there's no anger in it. And that's maybe a really hard concept for people to understand. But anybody who's been around any kind of you know, yogic teacher or master, you know, those that are very, very close to that being, it's not, you know, it's not all love and light. It's not all easy. Like, it's basically like they're programmed to kind of um, test you, you know, in a way. So that that's kind of a, you know, a crazy, a crazy thing. But, you know, I have to admit, if I'm being totally honest, it's like I had to utilize that kind of frequency in certain situations. Um, now I've spent my life studying, you know, these spiritual principles. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very good at checking myself and being very honest about what's going on inside of me. Um, so I'm not, I'm not advocating violence for your children. So don't somebody take this and then go twist it and say something. But I am saying that there is a place um, for spontaneous action that may include you know, a certain uh, action or a certain energy uh, that taken on its own could be described as uh, negative, you know. And then it also brought me back to really defining and thinking about what is, you know, what is a great mother? What is a, what is a mother warrior? Uh, what is a lion? Like if you see a lioness with her cubs and the cub is running towards danger, um, you know, she's going to get that cub back in line with whatever it takes, you know. And I think that, um, you know, again, there's like a, there's a, a place where we miss when we exclude that emotion from our being because we're whole beings and we have all kinds, we have all kinds of energies and frequencies and emotions available to us. And, you know, I've often said and admitted, like, my process with, you know, my kids has not been always pretty. It's not like I'm sitting there in meditation oming, and that's like our experience of our life together. It's a full spectrum. You know, I have times that I've championed for them, and I've gone to the ends of the earth for them. I have times that I've held them in sweetness and softness. You know, I've had times where I've protected them from another person who was coming at them. And I've had times where they were running for sharp knives or car keys or fire, you know, and I have made a correction to stop that behavior. Um, but if you took any one of those in isolation, uh, you might have a different perspective of the kind of parent that I am. And I think in the end, the only thing that I have is the proof of my relationship with my kids. Um, and, uh, and so that's been my experience. My experience has been to be real, to be honest, to own it when I am out of control, 
if I lose my balance and I'm not in that space, to admit it freely and take responsibility for my own shortcomings. Um, I have also been honest with them about the mistakes I've made in my life, uh, drug use, um, sexual promiscuity, um, things that I found very hurtful to me. Um, but I've also told, you know, I've shared all the beautiful triumphs and everything else of my life. So I think being a real human being is being a great example for your kids. And then I think at the end of the day, beings are designed in different ways. We're not all the same. And as much as we would maybe like it to be so, not all of us have in our life path a great relationship with our father or a great relationship with our mother. It doesn't exist in the life design. So, you know, parenting is a fluid process. It's something that has to flow and become. It's constantly changing. Uh, my relationship is changing with my older boys now, and we're in a totally new phase, learning how to kind of separate from each other, but still be connected. Um, so, you know, it's always fluid. It's always changing, you know, just like a marriage. It, it's a living organism. And I think that if you exclude parts of yourself or deny parts of yourself, um, you will miss uh, the real beauty of the entire experience. And as human beings, we all have dark parts of ourselves and we all have light parts of ourselves. And I think the sure way to cause separation from your children is to present to them that you are only light. Because when they feel their darkness, you know, we have to understand we're in our 50s now or 30s or, you know, 40s, you know, however you, old you are as parents. And we've been through a lot of our journey. They're still in their younger years and they've got to go through the human experience of whatever that is. So if you're sitting here saying how perfect you are and how you've never made a bad choice and, you know, you develop kind of this dogma around you know, what it means to be a good person, um, that's a sure way to disconnect you from, from your children because we're all part of humanity and we all will have our life path that we have to go through. And it's going to be easier in, sometimes f in times for some of us and it's going to be harder in other times for some of us. Um, but I think that, you know, as a mother of twins, getting back to our question, I mean, that in and of itself already, simply for your presence, simply that you were able to, you know, bring in the twins um, uh, is quite, quite an amazing thing. And, you know, and I think being in touch with these things is, is a beautiful thing. You know, as Wuda shared with me on the podcast last week, just the fact that I even thought about um, that I was killing, you know, I was killing ants and they're moving sentient beings and I was having this, you know, process with it. Just the awareness on it is really a, a great step, you know, in evolution. And so um, I just want to say, Robin, that um, I trust you and I believe in you as a mother. I have a great love and respect for mothers and fathers. Mm -hmm. uh, I really, you know, we all love our children and we want the best for them. And so um, I would say to, you know, keep your awareness keen. Um, keep your observation on your own actions keen and uh, and also be gentle with yourself when you make a mistake. And 
take responsibility for it and clear it with your kids when you've made a mistake. And they will respect you for being strong enough to take ownership for your uh, shortcoming or your <laughs> imbalance. I'll just call it your imbalance. Um, but in the end, you'll have a real relationship with your kids. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, life happens, right? <laughs> so anyway, I hope that that was helpful. And uh, Bradley, what do you think about any of that? You have anything to add? Well, I love I love what you said, and and really really agree very much. Um, <clears throat> what occurs to me, and, and having already raised two two wonderful you know children, and they raised me also. That's great. And um, <clears throat> you know, with my with my stepdaughter, m- the things that I did that were the I think you know have shown up now in her adult life are just planting seeds. Mm-hmm. And I found also that, and this is still true in my new phase of being a parent to my to my adult children, is that when I'm on the path into my living into living my authentic life more and more, that they feel that they experience that, and it and it brings a greater trust, a greater ease, uh, just you know, again, a more authentic relationship with with my children too. It just naturally expresses like that. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the theme of divine through line, you know, and um, so I'm grateful to be, you know, reminded of that in this, in this conversation that um, at times just staying committed to, you know, letting go of the conditioning that, that I had as a child, you know, that's part of what this path is for me. I mean, it's the biggest part of this path for me, um, frees me up to be and in essence, more myself, which is a better parent, someone who can communicate better, who uh, listens more and uh, understands. So that's my, mm-hmm. that's my ad. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. You're a beautiful parent. You're really, you really are. You're amazing. Um, Brad plays in a band with his son, Jared, and uh, they, y- you played dr- most of the drums. Did you play all the drums on yeah, Abbott Yeah, all the drums first? on Abbott Kenny. Oh, and God, you're just an insane co-wrote, drummer. Co-wrote the songs and, and some of the songs and... Uh, and that was quite a journey with with my son. That's incredible. Amazing journey. He he had a great way of summing it up. Some like it it's as it's as awesome as you can imagine and as difficult <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> That's what I love. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> it's which amazing. Is all true. Yeah. But in the end, you know, at you know, it's I wouldn't trade a, a, a moment of it. No, and it's an incredible work. Actually, I think you know what I'd like to feature a song from that album on this on this week's podcast. Can we do oh, that? Absolutely. Okay, Jared. Thanks. I hope you give me permission. <laughs> I'm sure you will. That's so cool. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that um, again, it was kind of. Uh, I think we find it very um, comfortable and very supportive to sit next to people that we know are human because we feel our imperfections within ourselves Mm. so greatly. And so, you know, who, it's just uncomfortable. Who wants to share or be next to somebody that you think is perfect? Like you, you know, it, it really shuts, it really shuts that connection down. I remember, um, I remember even with Tyler, um, when he was, I think 10, I, uh, I took him out to lunch and I told him all about sex and we did it over lunch, um, and he was like a year before he was going into, you know, the sex ed classes or whatever. And I said, 
I said, Ty, I said, I, I teased him and I said, I want you to get a really great grade. So I'm going to tell you everything ahead of time. <laughs> and he was giggling. So, you know, we kind of went through and he was laughing, embarrassed and like had the, you know, the menu over his face and we were I was kind of whispering. And then, you know, he asked me one final question. He was like, mom, you know, tell me this. And I was, I was, I answered it and he just, he just died, you know? And then he looked at me and he said, give me your credit card. So I handed him my credit card and he ran off. And he came back with a bouquet of flowers and gave it to me. Oh, how lovely. What a great story. And it was like, you know, it's like, what, like, who are we kidding? I mean, who, like, like, what are we, what are we upholding as parents? Like, and we have this idea like, well, we better not tell them we did that or they won't think we're perfect. And then, you know, and then I won't have control and then I won't be the parent, you know, but really what, what are we doing here? And it is so beautiful. Like you just said, I mean, they, they are raising us. I mean, they're the evolved ones, right? Mm, and that's one of, one of the most beautiful concepts that, that I learned that was given to me through yogi awareness is that, you know, when a, when a birth happens, there are two births because the baby is born and also the mother is born. And so when you look at it, our children birth us into a new level of being by coming into our lives. And uh, I think this is, you know, a much, just a much more holistic and a much more real way of parenting. Um, it's a back and forth. You know, the child teaches the parent and the parent teaches the child, just like the guru teaches the student and the student teaches the guru. You know, it's not, it's not one way. It's a, it's a circular process. So um, anyway, I hope that that was helpful uh, to some of you. And again, um, I just believe so much in parents and in fathers and mothers. And um, I love what I'm seeing in the world today. Um, I'm seeing so many parent relationships with children that are truly intimate, that are truly thriving and um, that carry with them, you know, a mutual respect and an honesty and a vulnerability, uh, which makes us happy to share, you know, the moments together, to share the space together. So anyway, I think that's a good place to wrap this up, Bradley. Thanks so much. It's Thank beautiful so much. to be with you. <clears throat> what an um, honor to be with you today. And I'm so happy for you. It's just so exciting. You're like in the beginning of a new life. and. I am. Lovely. I can't wait to meet everyone. And uh, anyway, so keep me posted on all that. I will. Um, so, anyway, uh, you guys, uh, again, thanks so much for donating to support the show. Uh, thanks to the Patreon crew. I really appreciate you. Um, so, thanks for supporting me on that format. Um, I also want to mention we have a few spaces left for our Plant Power Way Italia retreat. It's our second one coming up October 1st through October 8th, and it's in the middle of the hills between Siena and Florence. Um, truly one of the greatest experiences of my life. Uh, I shared on the podcast when we got back, but we're going back with a full crew. We have uh, Colin coming with us, who's a doctor of Chinese medicine. He'll be doing tea ceremony and sessions. We have Jennifer Ayers coming, uh, Ayurvedic practitioner who worked with Dr. Vazant Lad for many, many, many years. Um, you'll get to see her during the week and really excited to be bringing my dear friend and sister Angela 
Bomil Nicola, who's going to be coming uh, to do osteopathy, truly one of the most extraordinary healers I've ever um, experienced. So it's pretty amazing that she's going to be coming. Uh, I've designed an incredible menu of, you know, 70 recipes, plant power way, all Italian, just delightful in every way. So really looking forward to that. Um, uh, so if you think this might be for you, uh, go to uh, ourplantpowerworld.com or plantpowerworld.com. I think we uh, consolidated those, and I'm not sure what the <laughs> URL is. But anyway, Google it. Um, email email Mel, our producer, and um, she'll let you know all the details on that. So I hope to see you in October. Um, and then also, uh, you can download my music on CD Baby or iTunes under the artist name Srimati, uh, or you can get to all of it on my website, srimati.com. Um, check it out. If you don't have my cookbook, The Plant Power Way, it's over 120 recipes, family-based, uh, living, amazing food, um, very tasty, very filling. Uh, so check that out. And uh, also, for those of you who are not practicing my Jai Release Meditation, uh, you should check it out. It's a 30-minute program that will transform your experience. Uh, it certainly did mine. It's what connected me to my music and uh, birthed me into becoming a songwriter in this lifetime, which is something I consider worthy of coming into a body for. It's quite dear to me. And did all that music with Brad. We recorded it all right here, which is really cool. Um, so, uh, check it out. I did have a question, uh, from somebody who was, do who's been doing the program. Um, and I'm going to see if I can find her exact email. Hold on, you guys. Um, it's somebody who is having a lot of, um, like intensity. So I'm sorry. I forgot. I've, I've uh, misplaced your email, so I can't uh, say your name. But anyway, um, so whoever emailed me in about uh, the intensity experience by doing the meditation, uh, she said a lot was coming up for her. And yeah, that's beautiful um, because that's everything that you've locked away inside your heart that you haven't wanted to look at. And it's going to come out and needs to come out for you to be all of who you are, which is what we need you to be because the planet needs you. But what I would say is, yeah, back it off. If it's too much, let yourself integrate. So um, it's beautiful that it's coming out. So don't worry about it. And remember, it's only humming and it's only breath. So if it gets too intense for you, stop humming um, and just breathe slowly, keeping your awareness on your heart. Uh, try to relax yourself as much as possible and understand that you don't even really need to go into the story of the emotion so much as to just identify it as emotion and allow it to leave you. So a lot of times the mind wants to travel down the rabbit hole with some way you feel or something that's coming out. Uh, sometimes it comes out for me in the form of an odor um, or a sound. Uh, so uh, you just just let it go. Just allow it to transmute and know that the humming is just clearing. It's a cleansing technique. Um, and again, you go at your own pace. So if it's 
once every two days that feels good for you, then just do it once every two days. Or if it's once a week, you know, or do it and let everything settle, let it all integrate, and then you can go back in again. Also, the intensity with which you hum uh, affects it as well. So if you're hitting it really, really hard, maybe back off a little and hum a little softer and then see what happens. But it's working beautifully, and uh, so well done with that. And um, I'm sending you a lot of grace and healing and uh, softness around your experience. So thanks for your question. Um, okay, you guys, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I don't know if I'm doing a healing technique this week, uh, but I hope you found the um, episode helpful. And remember until next time that I believe in you. If no one else in your life is believing you, just know that I believe in you. I fully believe on you. Believe in you because you are a child of God. So how can it be otherwise, right? So I trust you and believe in you. If you're having a hard time, you're in your sacred moment. Um, be kind to yourself. Nurture yourself. Uh, be diligent. Take responsibility. It's your life, okay? Uh, we must take our own responsibility for our own experience. It was interesting, uh, Lisa Renee, my dear, dear, dear mentor and uh, galactic emissary, uh, was sharing on her site uh, last week. Someone wrote in a very um, kind of uh, frustrated email just saying, you know, where are you people and you people that are supposed to be helping us? And, you know, I need some help and nobody's here and, you know blah, 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 and all you guys do is talk, and where's the help, and, and uh, oh, gall, do I understand that fr frustration. Um, for so many years, uh, Lisa would give her, um, her kind of offerings and, you know, say, like, for the next few months, it's going to be like this, and then a few months would happen, and then, you know, would go on again, and it went on for, like, nine years, and it's still going on. So the point is, is that we all are responsible for ourselves. Nobody can save you except you. So, um, you know, study with who you can, find the tools that you can, use what works for you, discard the rest, and know at the end of the day, it's your own responsibility. You know, your life is your responsibility. So um, I'm sharing uh, with all the love and all the ability that I have in my own station in life at this time. I hope that something uh, that I'm sharing is, is supportive for you. Uh, and I so appreciate all the letters and all the messages um, with all of your experiences. It's truly beautiful. So I will get to more questions next week. And uh, remember, uh, just the fact that you exist at all is a miracle of life. Um, so love yourself for the magnificent creation that you are. Until next time, uh, be well and uh, see you soon. Peace and namaste. Namaste. This week's musical offering is called Can We Become by Abbott Kenny. And Abbott Kenny is uh, the band of Brad's son, Jared Swanson. Hi, Jared. Thanks for sharing your song with us this week. Um, to connect with them and download their song and their album, you can go to abbottkinneymusic.com. Also follow them on Instagram at abbottkinney. Um, You'll love their music. They're amazing, an incredible band. I hope you enjoy the song as much as I do. I've been up half the night. Wondering how to make a right. I thought that we